Hey guys, it's me. I still have the flu. This is part two of a two-part episode because this goddamn hosting thing wouldn't let me upload a whole episode. So um, if you got this as the only episode you were notified of, there is part one you have to listen to first. Or you can do whatever you want. Honestly, do whatever feels right to you. But it's kind of stupid if you only listen to this one. So enjoy the episode. Too much of a obvious <laughs> one. I was just watching a three-part Hendrix doc that I hadn't seen before, which is saying a lot because I've seen that's Willow all of Smith them. reincarnated. She's Jimi Hendrix. I believe I'm, it. I'm here to tell you who everyone is. In <laughs> really? Past life. Like, is is that pure intuition, or what's some more? Um, not for lack of a better word, not evidence, because you know I'm not asking you for evidence. But what um, is your? Uh, I feel like I know that in a way that maybe she has addressed it before. But maybe not. This is so obvious to me where like I know it as if it's officially on the record and then I can't like because she does covers of some of his songs. Mm, she does have that lightness. I, I don't know much about her. Yeah. She has shared one of my images before really? and it made me really happy she, because they're both woke as fuck. The kid, the Willow kids. Yeah. Oh yeah. The whole family's awake. They know exactly. Oh what the yeah. Fuck there doing. was a video of Willow and Jada and their grandmother just talking about porn with like the most, like the most <laughs> evolved discussion of porn you've ever heard in your whole life. You're like, what? This a kid and the fourteen year old and the grandma talking about the what the huh <laughs> on TV? What? And uh, oh, but Willow shared one of my images, and all she shares is pictures of herself. So I was like hugely honored to make oh, it. Shit. I made it onto her feet, and I'm not even a picture of Willow. It's just a which piece of art was it? The one where uh, it says me, and then also me, and then also me, and then also me, and then it's got a picture of uh, uh, the black and white guy, the gray guy, the white guy, and the rainbow-looking guy, implying that we contain multitudes. And then she pressed uh, share. And <laughs> changed her life forever. <laughs> Actually, it didn't do it didn't do as much as like Pete Holmes. Pete Holmes gave me a huge boost, and Duncan Trussell also gave me a huge boost. And everything else since then has just been like, just whatever. It's just kind of been uh, growing. But those were two big. That's interesting because Duncan's me. definitely your audience. Mm -hmm. Pete is is Pete awake or what? Pete gets down with Ram Dass a lot. Pete does know a lot of. Uh, okay. I don't know how much he talks about. I haven't checked in with him in a while. No, I would say Pete is awake. Okay. People ask me a lot about his podcast. Um, yeah, he refers to Ram Dass as Rami D. And uh, did you see his what's his uh, show called on HBO? Crashing. Yeah. No. I've seen it. You, you did see it. Yeah. I feel like that they has he has subtle stuff in there. It seems like he's that that telling the story. Yeah, he's and so the way he was telling it was really interesting. Yeah. I love that show actually. But I mean, I don't know who's awake and who's not awake. It's like yeah, it's a combination of all of them. Yeah. Of yeah. There's days where I'm like, am I awake? And even <laughs> yes. even though I'm listening to every episode of Soberish and stuff, and my images are the cover of Soberish <laughs> episodes, I'm like, did I make it to 5D? They're talking about 60, and I'm sure I don't think I made it to 5D. I think I, can I get another flight? I'll pay extra. I'll pay extra to go to 4D, and then I'll walk to 5D. Uh, if you just get me there, I must be in 2D, huh? If I'm thinking about buying a plane ticket there. Am I don't know I how to communicate these concepts without creating like value judgment stuff. Um, because they are, 
like system updates that most people are getting and a ton of it doesn't matter. I don't think that you need to know about aliens or your guys or anything else. I think the, the most important part is the self-awareness where even though I was having all these supernatural experiences and could manifest reality and like had hacked a lot of the game, I wouldn't call myself awake until 2019 like mm. until that ascension where i knew myself because if i didn't know myself what the fuck is the point if i'm still operating in like um protective mechanisms and like there wasn't a ton of projection in my life because i had hacked things like money and so when it came to money i wouldn't project and i knew how to keep my shit together and then i was in this like non um non-triggering relationship and so i just hadn't like accessed that but like that is that's my shadow is all around intimacy and all around like um like vulnerability and so i didn't know that entire piece of myself which is a huge part of where my power is because until i was in that pisces sensitive energy i was psychic for in the mental space i was very good at like navigating 4d um and I, I have a, uh, I trust myself and I trust my imagination and I'm more skeptical of physical reality than my imagination. And so I think I tap into powers that we all have. I'm just trusting my experience where other people are like, is this wrong? Is this right? Am I doing what? And it's like, I've let it all go. I've done a shit ton of drugs. <laughs> and so I just... I'm more skeptical of what there is proof of and what other people meet like are like what the mass collective believes. I just watch it and I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. It's so fucking obvious to me. And so therefore I'm like more comfortable believing my imagination. And so I've had that. And that really is the advantage. Now I see a lot of conversations about, I don't think I have these magic powers. I'm like, you have all of it. In addition to it, you have programming and the quicker you can throw off these sandbags of programming, the higher you can go into the powers and the abundance that are already yours. Nobody has more than the other. I mean, we have like tools that we prefer. There are powers that I get sometimes that I don't love. I don't like I hung out with Lacey. She talked about her ability to tap into people's bodies. And now I tap into people's bodies. And I'm like, I could really do without this headache while I'm on the phone <laughs> with this person. You know, I don't love this. But like... We have all of it. It's just kind of believing it as we're experiencing it. So anyway, I had that, which I think is what a lot of people are talking about when they talk about being awake. But I didn't have self-awareness. I didn't know. I did to an extent. I like I knew I had a rejection complex. I was like working on it, but I was really working on it from the mental space. I knew I had a shit ton of trauma. I didn't know I had as much trauma as I did. You just found out you were codependent when I met you and you still oh, hadn't and you hadn't figured out that the things you like about other people are your qualities. Yeah, You're projecting new. onto them. Yeah, and I was January. thinking about that with music heroes a lot. And you see it with your friends and then you finally see it with yourself. But like a friend that really loves Blink-182 or someone that loves Beyonce. You're like, what's... I mean, they're great, but like, why are they obsessed with them? And then you look at the person, you're like, they're kind of like that. Like, that's... It's them. They like it because it's like a higher version or a projected higher version of who they love. And then the people that you love is that of, of musicians or, or actors or something. It's people that... It's like they almost kind of look like you could look and they're same... You know what I mean? Does that yeah. resonate at all? Yeah, it's like... Because what is that? What is this thing where we... Um, 
I historically would find men who had even uh, an inkling of my qualities and then I would pedestalize them for having those qualities. Yep. I love obstinance. I love uh, people who fight, like don't, don't want to go with the flow. Don't want to go. They want to be off doing their own thing. I love people that are weird that, that march to the beat of their own drummer, but it has to be like embedded in their own. They have to have written their own rules. I'm so attracted to those qualities, but those are my qualities, you know? And, but then I would find men who barely had those qualities and I would project my qualities onto them. And then I would like pedestalize them for it and kind of worship them for it. And then like put myself behind them. That was such an insane realization where I was like, this person barely has that. And then the conflict in the relationship would come when they didn't live up to that. Where then, you know, they have an Because then I think they would like me for those qualities because those seem interesting. But then when they actually had to stand next to it in public while I was being Jessa and it's like, oh, this is actually <laughs> embarrassing. This bitch is fucking embarrassing. Um, then I would then the the dissonance would start in the relationship because like you know we're not actually resonating we are not actually like this you know um so i don't know what that is i have theories about so you didn't have to love yourself yeah yeah it's easier to love them and then you don't have to doing it to yourself is tough yeah Yeah. do you have a theory on that no i was uh is that what you were going to say too because i feel like i jumped on uh I, I do that if I feel like someone is about to say the answer. I'm like, I know what the answer <laughs> yeah, is. It's this one, right? I have some theories about like, that's how I survived in the fear-based reality was to like, but I feel like I just came up with something the other day about why we do this, why we hide from our power. Cause I feel like I know other people that do it and um, things are so much more obvious when you watch. Yeah. Why are we so people. frail like that? Like why do motivational quotes work? I know they don't for the most part, but something like that should not work on us. Like when I, if, if I make a, like it, I make images and stuff for me cause it's like a realization or a download or I got, and then I share it cause maybe other people resonate with it and it helps them too. But then I'm looking at it thinking like, why does that, why does that work? Or any motivational quote or Eckhart Tolle saying the thing, why does that even it's like we already know it, but then hearing someone else say it we unlocks it. We trust other people yeah. more than ourselves. Yeah. But yeah, we're so frail like. when you think about it. And because we, no matter how, it's like you're afraid of your own, the possibility of your own power being like truly big and something special. It's like the... Um, Is it a form of bondage? Is this what we're doing? Like a <laughs> long form bondage thing where we're like... I had this image of it's it's been helping me get through stuff. I'm not using it as much lately, but just if you're having a really hard time, just you're imagine you're in a straight jacket and like like you're you're trying to get out, but you're you're fine with it because you have something to do. It's like, yeah, it sucks right now. I probably won't be out for two months, but I'm I'm working on it. I'm, and I'm the, getting and myself it out of it. So amazing when you get out of it, just right? even a little bit. So just that's like the thing I'm thinking thing. about. I wonder if it's like. The idea, it's, it's nice to have, like, it be a veil, obviously, and you to cause resistance and cause yourself to... I feel like if you're able to finally find yourself and, re- and realize your true power and how big it is, that because you weren't, a, like, you tried to resist it and you were unaware and it causes you to, I don't know, it causes you to, like, refine what you're doing. And then when you finally find it, it feels like it was this trick being played the whole time that you were doing and it feels more satisfying that way 
instead of it being something where it's like, yeah, I'm powerful and I'm just going to bust through this and be, become it. It's like, it's an initiation of sorts. It makes you like humbly walk into it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's just a theory, but I don't know. I love, see, I love even then we aspect. have to like dismiss it. Like, yeah, it's just yeah. a theory. It's probably bullshit, all paradoxes. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's why we like to sometimes, uh, like the, the instinct to knock down imaginal techniques or what Noah says. Cause Noah, Noah is saying like, you are all powerful. Like, yeah, all powerful, but I can't change the past though. Not that kind of thing. No, you can change the past. You can do it. You can do anything. And if someone tells you, you can do anything, there's that, that part of you that's like, no, no, not anything. I can't do everything, everything. He's wrong with that. I wonder if it's because we experienced everything through our mirrors until very recently. Only very recently we're like, oh, this is an inside thing. And that all of these mirrors are me. And so there kind of is like a natural, you have to step into your power because you can no longer unconsciously be like, this person's doing this to me or this is doing this to me. And so we expressed our self-love through the reflection that we saw in other people. Yeah. If you're, if you're listening, listener, which you are listening because you just listened to that sentence and you're afraid you don't have powers, you have... You're the only real person you've ever known. Like, this is just a voice you're hearing. Everyone else you've known is just a combination of photons that went into your head. Like, so you're, yeah, so you're the, you're it. Like, you've never experienced anything outside yourself. So you're like, oh, I don't have powers yet. But you're the only thing. You're the main character and you're worried about not having powers. You're the fucking main character. That's another Terrence McKenna thing, man. The main character, like write yourself as the main character of the story. Oh, become the author. Yeah, Yeah. the author. Yeah, And then it becomes a question of, is your role in the story to bring in a a chamber pot to Milady and then exit stage left, never to be seen again? Or is it to go on an adventure, like Bilbo Baggins once said, the greatest adventure still lies ahead. (laughs) Where do you get that from? <laughs> where does that, also, where does that just database? Of like... It's like being in the room with it is way different than when it's just on audio. Oh man. Um, oh, so why is why is Willow Smith Jimi Hendrix? I'm not disagreeing with it, but I just want to. Uh, I want to. Wanna... I can't remember if she's addressed it or if it's oh. just something I know. Like I, do you I know like other her ones? as a musician. I wa- I like listen to her music and I've watched videos of her playing the guitar and I just know that it, like i've seen i think i've seen her play Jimi hendrix and i'm like oh she's Jimi hendrix Ooh, i have to watch that i've never seen her play guitar i didn't even know she played anything she's a fucking incredible musician and all like all uh she has one song i like to use her music for instagram stories because her like there was one quote that was like i left my consciousness in the sixth dimension Ooh. um oh that's interesting because uh when i use that lyric i didn't have any idea what that meant and then shortly after that i got the download that was like it's happening hide your consciousness in the sixth dimension which is like a place where um this is another practice in the game which because there is no the dimensions aren't places and everyone has access to them it's just how much of your programming is blocking you from staying in it or experiencing it and 60 is a lot of like what do you want? What apple do you want to eat? What do you timeline do you want to be on? And so like to, to be proficient and powerful in 6D is really kind of holding your shit together when the matrix is like, no, what if it's this? And other people are like, what if you're this, you know, being able to just kind of like stand there 
and let the like the trauma stops working and that's what 5d is so brutal in getting through all of that trauma and codependency and programming and stuff and so 60 is really about staying awake in the game but things get really crazy and tricky and like especially in this mercury retrograde it was really the first time because the 60 download came in for came in like when your phone gets an update and then it has to install and the installation can take a couple years because it's like got to go through and it bumps up against all your apps and it's like well this 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 program of not letting people close to me or this program of being uh, super careful with money or this program of, you know, uh, being defensive or whatever, like the, the higher dimension downloads can't work with that old program because the two don't work together. Conflicting libraries. Right. So then, then you go into some sort of difficult life situation, uh, a mirror often. So a big part of 60 is creating your own movie. Like that's the premise of it is just like, what do you want? Experience it. You're open handing it, uh, experiencing it. You, you get to pick the premise of the movie. You don't get to pick the script and you don't get to pick the cast of characters. You can pick the cast of characters in if people don't resonate, removing them from your life, but you don't get to be like, that will be my husband in this movie. Mm. You know, it's like, you got to let, uh, but you can say I will have a husband in this movie. You, you know can I mean? you can pick the energy of it though. Maybe not yeah. not the avatar, but you yeah. can have that. Uh, I mean, it's what any of the manifestation stuff is. It's like you get you get the feeling of the thing. You don't get to target the three D thing Two and attract the it priestess, to you. Yeah, you can say I want to experience reciprocal love. You you can't say I want to experience reciprocal love with my twin flame who comes back to me. You don't get to do those two things. Sorry, everyone that listens to this podcast. Um, so, uh, in this like 60, you, you want to stay in a movie and it's funny how they stack on each other. So you want to, you want to experience a movie, which is hard in and of itself. Cause I, I spent hours with people during the day. Like, what do you want? And just getting through the like brambles of like to, to what they want and what makes their heart sing. And then people are like, yeah, but I can't have that. And it's like, that's, you can have literally anything you want. It's just figuring out what you want and then moving towards it. And you get through all of that. And then, uh, but they have all these grooves, these grooves of like their, their timelines being chosen by their trauma. So then it's just trying to keep your shit together. And then if you haven't fully integrated 5d yet, you still have a tendency probably to make yourself small for the benefit of other people. Because as soon as they are like, well, if you choose yourself, then you're being selfish and that makes you a bad guy in my movie. And then we're like, well, Oh fuck, I don't want to be a bad guy in your movie. So let me go do what you want me to do, which we think is like, we think that's a virtue. Like we've really made that a virtue in this culture. And I'm really challenging that it's not one in my own experience i had to be really honest because there was something where i didn't want to be the bad guy and so I, I i was ready to end a timeline with a family member and i didn't want to be the bad guy and it, like in my head it was like oh i don't want to leave this person stranded or to abandon them or whatever. But when I got really, really honest, cause I'm like, why am I glitching on this? It was, I didn't want to be perceived as the bad guy. So there's a big difference. That's not a virtue. That is, I am secretly afraid that I'm a bad guy. And if I don't keep this facade up and play a good guy in everyone else's story, 
then everyone's going to find out that I'm a bad guy. But when you realize that like all that matters in your mood, so now we have everyone is doing that. Everyone is like doing things for other people. That's not really doing things for other people. It's, it's, it's to try to get approval and to not be abandoned and to not be found out as innately bad. And everyone's miserable and no one's satisfied because you cannot get that from someone else. So even when you're giving people what they think they want, they're still fucking miserable because they have to find it in themselves. And if you have two autonomous beings, if me and that family member are both completely awake, it actually turned out great. This person, like we're two autonomous people and I am okay. It is okay for me to say, hey, I don't want to do this anymore. But instead, I did the thing that we do when we feel stuck and we feel like we have to justify it so we can be the good guy. I showed up with a thousand reasons, like a fucking PowerPoint presentation of why I need to be out of this in an attempt to be the be the good guy. Mm-hmm. And she was like, you could have just said you don't want to do this, but this hurt my feelings. You know, I didn't need all <laughs> the reasons. This. Yeah, it's perfectly acceptable for you to just say I don't want to do this anymore. I don't like it. And that's it. And it's so hard for us to get to that point, especially when it's something that's like, uh, fucking kids involved or like your parents expected you to go to college for this or your parents paid for your college. That's something that would hang me up if someone paid for me to do something. All of these things that we don't want to do anymore, but that's all like 5d clearing that has to happen in order to get to the place where you unconditionally love yourself and you're only prioritizing yourself. Otherwise you can't create this timeline because you're distracted by other people's timeline. Other people's opinion of you is none of your business, which is like cliche as fuck, but like literally, but it's really hard in 6D. Like, like in 6D, it's hard to get and stay in 6D because 6D just says like, I'm on this timeline. You are welcome. If we resonate, to like hang out near my timeline adjacent to my timeline. But like, this is my timeline and you don't get to write. I don't need a writer. I wrote this myself. And, uh, if you don't resonate, then like there's, we don't have to be here on the same timeline, but like, uh, people pleasing is going to pull you back down to some old bullshit guilt. That was a big thing in December guilt and obligation. What are you doing out of guilt and obligation? These are the shrinking jackets. And so the hiding your consciousness in the sixth dimension, when I got that download and I got it, again, for this fucking coronavirus thing that I'm not going to get into. Really? Or will you eventually? It's just like, I don't like to talk about conspiracy theory stuff. I can't remember what podcast. Tim Dillon thinks it might be his podcast. I could have sworn it was um, a Mormon in the Meth Head episode. But I um, said in November, or no, it was October, September maybe, that there were, because there was some astrological shit in November and February that were like nine 11. And, um, I could see that in February after that washing machine, there would be some attempt to slow the awakening through some, it was like a real, I assumed it was going to be a virus. I assumed it was going to be a virus. Cause I did a reading for someone who everyone was having those apocalyptic dreams And someone had a dream where the UN had a fog machine on top of it. And the fog machine was killing everybody and that we had to climb up there because there was a window of time where everyone was having these dreams where we were having the apocalypse in the like astral. And so I told everyone to send me these dreams and people would call and tell me these dreams. And that I was like, kind of like I was discerning what was happening and what was going to play out in 3d from this. And this one, I was like, Oh, this one's going to happen. Right. 
So not literally a fog machine, but like some type of bioweapon, which has always made sense to me. What an easy way to take out a group of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, when the February, I didn't really think too much of uh, November. I thought we might get some earthquakes. But in February, I was like, I think it's going to be some type of plague or virus or whatever, Ebola, like shit um, that will be real, but will be super hyped up to freak people out. And to prevent, like, to separate people. And uh, that's pretty much what's happening. Yep. I think, like, yeah, I mean... It's on every YouTube... Do you know YouTube... what was happening in China before uh, the virus started? Of course I do. No, I have no idea. I don't um, even know what... I don't even know what a Chinese person looks like. No, just kidding. I know that. I just don't yeah. know what happened. They were rioting China. in Hong oh. Kong. They were oh, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, but specifically... They're not doing that anymore, you know? They're a little bit distracted by oh, this. Oh, shit. How did I not put that together? I don't, how did I, I not? To, how did I not juxtapose the Hong Kong China riot and coronavirus right, like right next to each other? Not even a commercial in between. Yeah, no, I mean it's what stopped it. I think I don't, and, I, and I'm not super tuned into news, and I don't want to argue with people because, like, this is, I avoid all of this like conspiracy theory shit because then what happens is like somebody has posted things in the soberish group about like coronavirus is fear-mongering and then you have people who feel like they have to defend the fact that the virus is real and now we've Mm. created a pendulum in this group. So I'm not really trying to get into a whole thing here, but the rule is the same no matter what. Ignore everything you don't like. That doesn't mean, I don't know, uh, eat off of other people's plates or whatever the fuck, but like people are hysterical. Like I was getting a prescription filled and I'm watching some... Like I'm watching them having to like you can only have one bottle of alcohol per household or whatever, and like I'm I'm uh, they're shutting down entire countries where South by Southwest was canceled. Fucking South by Southwest was canceled. The whole thing. And intuitively, I'm like, just let it sweep through, and do what it's gonna do. But we're so fucking afraid of death in this fucking culture, man. We are so afraid of death, and I think we are gonna transmute the idea of physical death like i don't think that we're gonna like by the time i'm old enough for it i don't think we will involuntarily physically die anymore but a big part of transmuting things and like getting past them is accepting them except that death is a part of it except that it's not even really death you're just blipping onto a different timeline i think but um the, the fear is so disproportionate mm-hmm. from what you would think that people were bleeding out of their eyeballs and just fucking vomiting up their guts in the 12 street. deaths or something. Yeah. It's like more people died from janky vape cartridges a couple months yep. ago than the people that are dying. And I'm not minimizing the death or what. I don't need an argument about it. This is why I don't like to talk about it. But like the fear that's being pumped. So when the crash happened, I, I ate that apple. I didn't even know what the fucking economy was. I'd been a drug addict and been like, you know, and I've never ever in my life known much about the reality that I live in. So I never know what the movies, the actors names, the fucking musicians, the, the stuff that's on the news, the stuff they taught in school. I've never known much of it. And so when I've heard the word economy, but I didn't understand how anyone else's money affected my money. That was a completely foreign concept to me. But I got, I like got grabbed by it somehow. Um, I think I was working out all the time and I would be on the treadmill and the Mm. the thing would be pointed. And so I was like, is this going to happen to me? And then I just like bought into it. And I was actually doing pretty great during the entire crash because um, uh, 
It's literally programming you. I was getting, I got unemployment for 99 weeks. I didn't even try to get a job. I was just doing unemployment and fucking comedy full time. It was like fucking sick. (laughs) But I, the fear, the fear, everything's going to go down. This is a worse thing than the depression. And I was like, oh my God. And I was living in this hell where when I look back, I was like, things were fine. I end up hysterically crying in my dad's kitchen at one point saying, I don't know how I got here because I was $6,000 in debt. And I just was like, everything's over. And I just didn't, I just, I just went into this trance and onto this timeline. And so this is where, interestingly enough, when I, um, first heard it's happening, hide your consciousness in the sixth dimension, I was driving my car and I was thinking about what happens if they do make a big fear-based push. Mm. And I saw myself type a tweet that said it's happening hydro dimension or hydro consciousness in the sixth dimension and shortly after i had that vision of me doing that they tried to start the iran war or whatever which was just really looked like the timeline being like hey do you guys want to freak out and nobody bought into it and they were like all right okay we'll try something else <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> a magician that fucked up the first trick is like oh um yeah. okay and then there's uh, a <laughs> rabbit we yeah have. we've done so many of these things that it's like everyone's desensitized which is why i thought it would be a virus is because like you know school shootings everyone's like you know it's, you've 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 drained that well you know and um so then and then i don't even think you could get away with a terrorist attack now because everyone's so hip to what you did in the wake of the last one that I think you would probably expose yourself as Epstein having been in it. Epstein didn't kill himself is a mainstream like little soundbite that everyone knows. Everyone knows what it means. It's a vocal meme of like, yeah, conspiracies, they're kind of real. Yeah, they are. And that's that's why I don't even like... Yeah, know. and Tim has taken care of that, which I've said this before, either on the show or off the show, but I love you two's friendship and that's just such a magical duo and you're coming from both like because he's so the like it's all over folks or can i it's it's bad it's real bad you might want to get lunch you might want to talk to just talk to just lane (laughs) jaffrey and just lane epstein doja cat I'm about to pee my pants. Steakhouse. Go yeah, okay. go pee. We'll hold, we'll hold down the fort and talk some mad shit. Oh, but I like that you guys come from, uh, like, you're talking about the ascension, how we're all going to be okay. Like, you cannot, you literally cannot die. You cannot be hurt. And he's coming from the direction of, it's over. There's no saving it. But you are still friends, and you're still talking about the same thing. And I think deep down, he knows that, is talking about the end of the world the way it is, not the end of all being. It's just right. the end of the way things are. But he's like kind of holding down the negative aspect of it and making it hilarious. Yeah. And then you're holding down the positive aspect, making it hilarious, but also giving us hope. Yeah, I do. Uh, we're saying the same thing. Tim is pretty. Um, Tim is pretty five D, but without, you know, all of the extra. Uh, real quick. I wanted to do uh, an imagination project update because there's yeah stuff happening. Let's so. do it. So basically, what, what we're doing with imagination project is uh, it's going to cost five hundred a month. And uh, before no, you go ahead. I, won't, no, I, was, I won't do it. Well, I wanted to see your pitch. Um, so currently, 
Imagination Projects Phase 1 will be a website. And this website will give listings of mental health professionals who are awake and people who do things like readings, healing, like whatever. It's kind of like a directory, but a big part of it is the mental health professionals so that people who are going through the awakening, who have found soberish and are having a hard time finding people they resonate with. Because ultimately, I think that's what soberish is about, is kind of finding that tribe during this transition in your life. And so um, go, uh, you can go to the imagination project website and those mental health professionals and also readers and whatever else will be listed there. If you have a business, you are a mental health professional who wants, who is, you know, wants to offer those services over the phone or Skype or whatever. Um, you can just list your stuff for free. Obviously, um, the mental health professionals that I have connected with personally, um, you know, will be maybe amplified on this, but, and then you have your Lacey's and your Amy Spicer's and everything else so that people can go and find someone that they resonate with and, uh, get their services. Everyone will be, will be listed on here that applies. Um, but like I said, there are certain, be certain ones that are like, you know, like, uh, that I'm personally working with, whatever. Then there will also be like a, not a mentorship as in this person is telling you what to do, but kind of like an awakening friend classified ad section. So people who are like, I want to help, but I'm not like a professional, but like I went through an awakening and I would love to help someone going through an awakening. will be able to make just kind of like, uh, ads for themselves. Um, and uh, I'm not going to be involved in this part at all. So it's just going to be a form that you fill out and that puts your information up there. And then when people can, are looking, they'll see like, oh, I resonate with this person maybe. And then there's kind of a buddy system to kind of help people through. On all of those, there will be links to people's Venmo and the mentors, the, the whatever, the I, a better word for mentor. And so people who don't have time to volunteer in uh in this but they do want to be a part of that energy exchange can just go donate money to people who are volunteering their time they will also be able to donate money to the readers of the mental health professionals or whatever or to imagination project itself and then today i was like what if we had a section where you could fill out same thing kind of classified ads but like i'm i need something like i need um because sometimes people will I've, have like contacted me and been like i can't pay my phone bill like can you help or whatever and if imagination project had money then i sent them whatever um but have like people are able to put like i need help getting furniture i need this i need this and then people who want because there are people who just want to contribute money because that's all like that's all they have they don't have the time they don't have the resources whatever but they would like to help energetically and this is like coming from the premise that we're all one and we can create socialism amongst ourselves and um you know everyone has their individual thing that they can bring to the table so then someone's like i don't know i feel like i'm supposed to bless take care of someone it's all oh, these fucking words have been used by christianity so i'm like <laughs> how do i say this they're just like i like i feel like i'm supposed to do this because we are connected and they can go and be like oh here's a person that needs this something tells me this is the person there's a synchronicity here boom venmo take care of the person right so we're just taking care of ourselves um 
And then there is another part of Imagination Project, a website where if you can't afford a reading, and I'll hammer this home when it launches, but like I'm talking you can't afford a reading. I'm not talking you would like to not pay for a reading and like understand that there is an energy exchange here and it wouldn't be in your best interest to try to take advantage of this. Yeah. So someone who's going through the awakening who cannot afford this, who thinks they're losing their mind, like whatever, who needs these services can apply for the services and then I would be their first contact. And then I would kind of intuitively, because I do readings with people now and I'm like, oh, this person needs to talk to Lacey or this person needs Amy. So I would do like a half an hour intake with them and I would then uh, be like, okay, this person needs one session with Lacey or they need three sessions with Kristen, the psychiatrist. And then we're going to put them over here with uh, Amy to do this body stuff, then stop with Lacey. And then you come back to me at the end and then we will do, uh, we'll set you up with how to hack Oh, yeah. Money, it's like a car whatever. wash with the wax yeah, and so, the oil and stuff. Yeah, it's like an, an awakening orientation, basically. Like, let's untie all your knots. Let's clean you up. You just got slammed into higher dimensional reality and then put you on your way. You know, it's not it's not a long term thing. It's over the course of a few weeks. We have been beta testing this like behind the scenes. And there have been people that were like, I am looping on this trauma that are now like healed and doing fucking readings themselves and like like taking care of other people. Wow. So that's kind of the idea is that like we're, you know, everyone that's going through this is kind of like a God. And so we're just kind of like, all right, getting you fixed up. Like it's a lot, it's traumatic. You just were born, you know? And so we're just cleaning you up and dressing you up. And then, you know, um, so then, and then it's everyone just kind of taking care of each other. Cause like soberish doesn't have ads, but it like, I won't be shutting the fuck up about this website. So people who listen to Soberish, which gets quite a few listeners, are then going to go to this website to try to find the services that they want. And in exchange for that, you're going to cut me a deal when going through Imagination Project to help people. You're going to help me help them or whatever. Like those will be the most like amplified on the website it would be like the Lacey's and, and, and shit, the people that I'm working with to, to, to do this stuff. And then that is financed through the uh the patreon and donations of other people and shit like this and so then i also talked to someone today we're getting the like nonprofit status and then uh there are several people who are like i want to help i want to be involved i know how to write grants or whatever which is something i don't know anything about but once this nonprofit status is involved then we can just set all the grant writers like everyone go get grants and then we can start phase two which is like stealing from the recovery um there's so many things that they do in the recovery world that would like, why don't we do this with everything? So these, these fucking halfway houses and like Oxford houses and shit where they buy these big ass houses that have like eight bedrooms or whatever. And then they rent them out for super cheap for people that are getting on their feet. But what if we did this for artists or for people going to the awakening and we get these houses on auction or whatever and then we all come into town, do a soberish meetup, we fix the house up, we make it like vibey and comfortable and like a safe place to be and then we let artists live there for whatever the bare minimum it would be to cover the mortgage and then like we are like taking care of the artists because they are creating the world like that's what they do and so that was the original 20 years ago version was imagination project was about like cocooning the artist that's crazy know? that it's 20 years in the making 
Yeah, I mean, it's obviously something I kind of put away, you know? I stopped thinking about it. I was, like, obsessed with that and, like, sovereignty. You can, like, claim sovereignty so that you don't have to participate in America's bullshit at all. And, like, the nonprofit. So I did, like, study a ton of stuff about how to, like, how would I pull off this nonprofit in a way that, like, then we're kind of protected. And this is the shit that the rich people do to, like, hide their money and get away with stuff. So, like, we just kind of start to opt out of the old systems by we just take care of our own. And I think it's going to, once we start doing this, we're going to see so many ways that it's like, do we need medical insurance or is there enough of us? There's so many of us. And there's, every time I'm like, I need a lawyer. And it's all like a fucking lawyer calls and for a reading. And I'm like, what if we could just... I think we're going to figure it all out on our own. We're just going to create our own society without even fucking with it. Like we just make it. We just, everyone bring your thing to the table and this, this organism will take care of itself. And I, by this organism, I don't mean just soberish. Um, I went on a rant about this, but so, some country singer opened a grocery store that you can just pay whatever you can afford to pay. And it was like, it's like nice. Willie so, Nelson. No, it's like a very popular one. Alan Jackson? Like right There's now. Only two like I current, know. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't know. And I don't know all the details, but it was like, it's like a pay whatever you can pay grocery store that isn't humiliating. Because that's the other thing is we have to get away from this thing where we help people, but we it, it's a fucking demoralizing yeah. when they're receiving the help. That's my issue with like the, the social, you know, the Socialism. welfare or whatever yeah. is that they make you I've had it before I've been on welfare before it's like it's awful you gotta sit in something for fucking hours to get to the appointment they're screaming babies they treat you like shit you have to fill out way too much paperwork you feel like garbage at the end what are the odds that I'm gonna figure out how to get back on my feet when I'm having this energy exchange it is good at least that the food stamp is now not it used to be these big stamps and now they're like these you know dignified credit cards that look just like a real credit card so yeah to do that uh, to the nth degree and get rid of all the shame yeah what if we opened up food banks and when you come to the food bank it's like and then also like get you get a massage while you're here and like you know like uh yeah we like take care of people i like these like charities where it's like we give clothes to um like expensive business clothes or whatever to people who are trying to find a job like let's help people feel good about themselves and do it in a way that like comes with like it's changes the energy of it and that's by like taking it those of us that have it instead of sitting around and being like hey government can you take my stuff and then redistribute it let's just fucking redistribute it ourselves in a way that's like actually effective like actually changes the energy of stuff yes i'm gonna end this podcast sometime this week um, (laughs) to bring it back to terrence though all that all that (laughs) one more time all that all that you're saying is uh it's a line that he would say is that the um the objective is not to uh merely combat bad ideas but is to come up with good ideas because otherwise your enemies define the game that was like a half me half terrence i like got rid of the the terrence affect at the end but the uh but yeah if you're and so much of what everyone is posting which their their heart is in the right place but if you're just posting a picture of donald trump or joe biden with like a big x on their face or like a hitler mustache or something you're still just combating bad ideas you're not introducing any new good ideas exactly and we have to create new systems is the only way to render them which i thought was a jessa original but then i saw a meme the other day that said that and i was like what the fuck what what the line we have to create new systems 
No, just the, the concept that, like, in order to... You thought you invented creating new systems? Um, as a way to collapse old timelines? Yeah. This is why it's fun to have no idea what's happening in the world around you is because I just walk around thinking I invented everything. And it's like, oh, that already exists. I... The way you word it, though, is different. Yeah, so you can't, you can't fight it because it's a pendulum. So just, like, go find a new pendulum and mm. um, create that. So where can people find you, Ramin? RainbowBrainSkull.com or RameenNazer.com. Check it out and save money using the discount code SOBERISH for an undisclosed percentage off, which I will determine <laughs> after this episode. But there will be a coupon code and you should try it out because then you're supporting artists. And like Jessa said earlier in the episode, everything the artists do matters more than anything else and it's paramount that you support this artist at rainbowbrainskull.com thank you i think i technically don't say that until next week's episode but whatevs uh if you want a reading it's jessareed.com uh, follow me on twitter and instagram at jessareedcomedy and this weekend i will be portland on i will be portland I will be in Portland. I will be in the center of the coronavirus in Portland and Washington. Uh, Portland the 12th, Tacoma the 13th, um, Yakima the 14th, and Olympia the 15th. Don't be a pussy. Come out and see the shows. I'll have Dan Donahue uh, with me, and um, please take him home with you afterwards. And that's it. We'll see you next week.